victory, my family, my friends. We are so honored that you are with us this weekend. This is an awesome weekend. What a weekend to be in church. Not only do we have powerful praise and worship, incredible fellowship with the community of believers here, but we also have a different preacher preaching in each service. So we have Pastor John Doherty preaching, Pastor Aaron Johnson, Pastor Sam Grosso, and Pastor Mark Kresge. The service you're in, you're gonna hear an incredible sermon from one of those pastors pouring into our church. I know God's gonna speak to you. Come on, come on. How many are grateful for Jesus this morning? Come on, how many are grateful for Jesus this morning? He gave you breath in your lungs. Stand up all over this room right now. The King of glory is here. Father, we just thank you that your Holy Spirit is here. Jesus, we truly surrender. Jesus. Holy Spirit, you're here. Someone's just been carrying just an overwhelming weight, a heaviness. And right now in this atmosphere, Holy Spirit lifting. He's lifting the weights. He's lifting the burdens. So we're going to sing a song. And I just want to encourage you to look at that weight. See it in the spirit in your hands and, and see yourself just surrendering it to God. Because you've been holding on to it, whether it's finances, whether it's your business, whether it's a, a doctor's report whether it's a dream that you felt is, is dead, a lifeless situation that you're facing. God, I thank you that your resurrection power is here right now. So Holy Spirit, we invite your kingdom to come right here. A saturation, overwhelming peace of God. Ha, Jesus to sweep the aisles. God, to touch every person, even the people watching online. The barrenness on the inside, the emptiness, the void. How you've been walking like everything is okay, but when you're alone, you feel so empty. Father, fill us till we want no more. Let's sing all to Jesus. And all to Jesus I surrender all to Father, that your son truly surrendered so we could have life. 
and that we could have life more abundantly. So Father, here in this place, wherever we're standing, wherever we're watching, God, let us build an, an altar right before you. Holy Spirit, saturate us. Rain down right now in the name that's above all names. In the name, Jesus, the undefeated name. Yeah, it is so sweet. Some of us have been putting our trust in something other than the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our guide. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. The Holy Spirit is our shield. The Holy Spirit is our way maker. That's why, man, the, the hymn, tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word. Four times in my life have I faced death. Once as an 11-year-old boy, severe asthma attack that my lungs were literally closing up. The second time it was in men, I had meningitis in college and the doctor said this is one of the worst cases of spinal and brain meningitis that we've ever seen. Son, you've only got 24 hours to live, but I'm still here. The third time, a week before my college graduation, I got into a massive car wreck. The car was completely totaled. It was like, like it was sandwiched in. And the fireman said, how did you walk away from that? Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. One week after my graduation, so the week before my college graduation, because the enemy is trying to pursue you. His job is to steal, kill, and destroy. And some of your hope has been destroyed. And, and a week after I graduated from college, so the week before on a massive car wreck, the week after I graduated from college, I was leaving a rehab center from the neck and back injuries that I, that I suffered as a result of the accident before. And I was living with Pastor Sharon and Pastor Doherty for the summer until I started my job. And, I was right here on 71st, passing Mazios, and all of a sudden, boom! I hear this shot, and I'm thinking, Lord, they shooting on Lewis? Let me hurry up and get to the pastor's house where I know I'm gonna be safe. So I was driving down, and I pulled in a quick trip because I needed some gas, and Wendy's is right next door. This is before I, I thought eating bad was not good, but I was eating some, grabbed some Wendy's, and I came back and I was getting ready to pass Marriott and all of a sudden smoke filled my car and all of a sudden I, I, I typically don't wear flip-flops but I had some flip-flops on I felt my toes were burning my toes were burning and all of a sudden I, I moved the smoke and there was a there was a fire right there in my car so I pulled right into the Marriott and I ran in and I said help please I need help my car's on fire the lady behind the counter threw a fire extinguisher at me and I think they have a picture and I was running to try to put it out and my car explodes. It took two fire trucks. It took two fire trucks and for weeks I was afraid to get in a car. For weeks my mind was vexed and tormented. But I was reminded of the hymn, Tis so sweet. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Some of you have been facing failure after failure because you've been putting your trust in other things. But Jesus wants all of you. That storm that you're facing, there's pain even in the promise. 
even in the promise, you look at the miracles, the great miracles that happened in the Bible, and you'll see that there was great travail. There was great travail, but they held on to the promise of God. What are you holding on this morning? We're going to quickly sing, Tis So Sweet, and just lift your hands and allow the Word of God, the presence of God, to just fill you from the inside out. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus Just to take Him at His word Just to rest upon His promise Just to know the Savior Sing it again Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, and to know the Savior, Lord, so Jesus, Jesus. giving us the grace for our race. God, we thank you that every distraction, even in our lives, has to bow down. God, forgive us to where if there's moments where we've just tried to fit you into our schedule. But God, you require a daily commitment, a daily sacrifice. We bring the sacrifices of praise into the house of the Lord this morning. So we're expectant, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. If you believe it, somebody give him a shout. Come on, come on, come on. Woo! Go ahead, you can have a seat. Got a brother crying. He ain't even supposed to cry at the beginning. He's supposed to wait till the end. Hallelujah. Man, I'm grateful. How many are grateful to be at a, an amazing church like Victory? Come on, how many are grateful? We're grateful. And don't we have the world's most amazing pastors and pastors Paul and Ashley and Pastor Sharon? Man, we're grateful. They will be back. Some of you are like, man, we was looking for him. Well, he's coming back. He's just taking some rest time. But my name is AJ. I have the privilege to serve here is the administrative pastor and also oversee the Tulsa Dream Center. If you haven't been there, I want to encourage you to 
to go there. But man, as we're going to dive in, are you ready to dive in? All right. This morning, we're going to talk about relentless pursuit. Relentless pursuit. Man, but before we go in, typically because we, my wife and I had a, a baby that's six months, so she has, she doesn't typically come to the 9 a.m., so I want to just honor my, my, my beautiful Asian persuasion. Y'all give it up for Amber. Look at that. I've got two amazing Blasian black and Asian daughters. Amaya, she's a worshiper, and Mila Rose is our six-month-old. Man, it's, it's good to be a dad. We were up probably till about midnight because my three-year-old kept wanting to come downstairs and sleep in our bed, but we're trying to break that cycle, so pray that the cycle is broken in Jesus' name. We're going to dive in. I'm going to tell you a story. We read a lot of stories almost every night to Amaya and to Mila. And there are three things that I, I, I hope from this story that you learn. And the first one is keep the hope. Keep the hope. Hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. So as we tell you this story, I, I want to start with the end in mind so that way you might be able to find yourself within the story. The second one is stay focused. Stay focused. The Bible says Sin so easily entangles us, so easily. That's why we have to stay focused. Jesus said, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. What was that joy? Who was that joy? That was you and I. For the promises of God to be fulfilled in all of the earth. And the third one is don't quit. Somebody say don't quit. And I sense heavy this morning, someone is on the brink of quitting. You may not be on the brink of quitting in life, but on that dream that you, you're tired of waiting on, on that relationship, on that business opportunity, don't quit. Because so oftentimes, we don't even have to invite the enemy in to keep us distracted because we get distracted ourselves. So if the enemy doesn't have to tempt you, he just has to put a distraction in front of you and then you are blinded to or you can't hear the voice of God yourself. Keep the hope, stay focused, don't quit. The story I'm gonna read to you today or the story I'm gonna tell you is from 2 Kings chapter four, the Shunammite woman. And the Shunammite woman, she she, her and her husband were wealthy, the Bible tells us. But she noticed something distinctively different about Elisha, who from time to time would come to that town. And one day she, she invited the man of God over and she said, hey, why don't you come over for a meal? I, I noticed that you come to town often and so we just, we wanna bless you. And so he would go and have a meal and then, then her and her husband went one step further they said, why don't we build you a room upstairs? We know you don't come to town very often, but whenever you do, we want you to have a place on the roof that you can rest, that you can eat, that you can have an encounter with your heavenly father. And so Elisha had a servant and the servant's name was Gehazi. So he, the servant called the woman, the Shunammite woman, and he, and he said, what can we do for you? Man, you've sowed seeds 
into our lives every time we come, but what can we do for you? Some of you have been asking, God, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for you to do something for me. But there was seed that was first laid. Have you laid your seed? Have you sown sacrificially, not just financially, but in your time, in your thinking, in your personal development? Have you sacrificed? So the, the lady, because she was wealthy, she said, we, we have no need. My family takes good care of me. We're, we're fine. We don't need anything. So the woman walked away, and then Elijah called back his servant, and he said, what's going on with this family? And the servant knew that they had no children. So he said, they're, they're barren, and her husband is old. So he says, come, come back up, bring the woman back up. The woman that's been faithfully serving, the woman that's been sacrificing, bring her back upstairs, I've got a word from God. So she comes back upstairs and, and he says, at this time, somebody say this time. This time next year, you will be holding a son. And she, 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 she says, no, 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 please. Man of God, I, I respect you. But please don't get my hopes up. You don't know how long I've, I've waited for that. You don't know how many sleepless nights I've probably cried because I've, I've had this barrenness. Don't get my hopes up. I respect you, but don't get my hopes up. And so the man of God, he goes on to his, his next journey. And surely the Bible says suddenly right after she became pregnant. And the Bible then later on tells us that one day as the boy grew older, he was out in the field with his father. He was working the field. Are you working the field that God has given you? Or are you just waiting for, you know, a Disney character to come down and just say, this is the way. Go this way, Dorothy. No, are you working the field that God has literally placed right in front of you? So this young boy's out in the field with his father, and all of a sudden the Bible tells us, he says, my head, my head, my head. So the father says, go. Go take the boy to his mother. And I found myself in this situation because anytime my daughter cries, she says, where's mommy, where's mommy? I said, daddy's here. No, where's mommy, where's mommy? <laughs> And that's also believed, as I was reading and studying this, when the enemy wants to bring a storm into your life, he first attacks your mind. The boy said, my head, daddy, my, my, my head is hurting. The storms that you're walking through, it first is a battle that begins in the mind. And you first must win the battle in your mind before you can win the battle in your life. Some of you are, are losing life. You're losing on life. You're losing in that situation. You're losing in that marriage. You're losing in that relationship with your child or that business partner. You're losing because you've not won the battle in your mind. So the Shunammite woman takes the boy upstairs and she lays the boy, the Bible tells us, on her lap. And she's, she's, she's rubbing his head and I'm sure she's probably praying. 
God, you, you, you didn't bring me this far for my son to die, but surely the son died. The son died. And rather than freaking out, rather than panicking, she says, go get a donkey. We've got to go find the man of God. Relentless pursuit. Her husband says, honey, honey, we, we, we can't disturb the man of God. It's neither Sabbath or a new moon. They knew that's when typically the man of God would come when there was a Sabbath or, or a new, new moon. And he, the husband's like, we can't distract him. She says, get me a, a donkey. My, my, my child that, I, that I've waited for my whole life and I lost hope on. Now there was a word that came and I've got my miracle, but my miracle just died. What do you do when it looks like your miracle has died? What do you do? She saddled up. She saddled up in relentless pursuit to the man of God. And the woman told the servant, don't stop. Don't stop, don't slow up for me because I've gotta get to the other side. The Bible doesn't tell us how far that she traveled. But she said, hurry up, hurry up. I got a word back then and that word is now, it looks like it's dead, saddle up. So from a distance, the man of God sees he sees the woman coming and he sends his servant, go out, go out there and find out what's going on. So the woman reaches the servant first and he says, is, is everything okay, man? Please tell me before we get to Elijah, how can we serve you? And she says, everything is fine. The battlefield in her mind, everything is fine. Sometimes when you're facing problems and storms, you can't tell everybody your business. Because um, sometimes people might applaud your defeat. So be careful who you tell what God has put on the inside of you. So all of a sudden, the man of God then walks in. She walks into the man of God and she bows down at his feet. And she said, didn't I tell you not to get my hopes up? Now, my son is dead. So then he travels back. I'm taking you on a journey here. He travels back to her home. And surely he finds the boy laying in his room on his bed that they made for him. And all of a sudden, Elijah begins to pray. And the Bible says he, he laid on top of the boy, arms stretched out, eyes to eyes, mouth to mouth. He, he stretched out. And as I was studying this, I saw a depiction of what Jesus did. Stretched out. Stretched out on the cross. And all of a sudden, he, the boy's body began to get warm, the Bible tells us, as he was stretched out. The boy sneezed seven times, seven being the number of what? completion. We got some Bible scholars. Good. If you didn't know that, we got a Bible college that we want to encourage you to go to. I didn't know that till I went to Victor Bible College. So go to Bible school. Amen. It lays a foundation. I'm taking you on a journey. Relentless pursuit. So all of a sudden, Elisha 
says, go get the woman, the Shunammite, the mom. The boy lives. The boy lives. And do you know, also as I was studying this, I found that in the Old Testament, the mom did the same thing that Mary did in the New Testament. She was given a promise as a virgin. Oh God, nobody's gonna believe me that I, I had this baby as, as a virgin woman. Are you sure people abandoned her? But all of a sudden God touches Joseph, but then they have to leave and go to another town. Bethlehem, the Bible says it's roughly about 65 miles, but how did they get there? They had to travel on a donkey. And the same thing that happened to Mary, she had a son. The son died, but the son came back to life. Ha, the Shunammite woman had a son. She traveled on a donkey, but the son came back to life. Keep the hope. Keep the hope. Somebody say, keep the hope. You can only imagine, I, I can only imagine this old woman after years and years of waiting to possess the promise. And she was old in her body. Her husband was old. And it almost looked like she lost hope. But yet she got a word. In your storm, are you going to the word? You don't need a word from the platform. You don't need a word from somebody, a pastor, a bishop. God's got the word. But are you in relentless pursuit of the promise of God? You've got to be relentless pursuit. So she kept the hope. Even unto death, she kept the hope. As we were in Africa, these people... Pastor John said it last night, and I had the same encounter. They had a new hunger. They were outside 15, 20, 30,000 plus people. They weren't worried about the air conditioning. They weren't worried about, excuse me, that's my seat, because they didn't even have chairs. They stood up. Eight, 10, 12 hours, but there was this one man. There was this one man talking about relentless pursuit. Every night, Every morning throughout the worship service, he would be down front jumping and praising God. But sometimes the American church, when it's raining outside, we don't want to get out. Ah, don't mean to step on your toes this morning. It's hot outside. I, I got a little headache. I can't make it to church. I got to hurry up, Pastor Paul, that, that Mazio special, $5.99 on Sunday. I got to get there. This man was on one leg, and he was at every single service. The crowd that you saw was just one day. They have now been in service almost over 675 days of straight revival. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Where's your hunger? Where's your hunger? Because God is ready and willing to fill that hunger. But it may not fit in your time schedule. It may not always be convenient. But blessed are those that hunger and thirst. Where's your hunger? Relentless pursuit. Relentless means to be unbreakable. 
unbreakable. And then pursuit. Got to go back to my notes so I get it right. Pursuit, following the action of pursuing something, following the action of going after something. What's your action of going after Jesus? Are you seeking, the Bible says seek him, what? First. Or is the first thing you do in the morning, oh, got to get that phone, there's the news app, man. Wow, they did that last night? Or is your first thing, good morning, Holy Spirit. Thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, that I'm blessed to be a blessing to someone else. Reliance on God produces an overcoming in me. Reliance on God produces an overcoming in me. That's how each time I face death, I'd say, Lord, this is obviously not my life. This life belongs to you, but I trust you. And so in moments when I was afraid to get in the car for weeks, reliance on God, I would constantly look in the rearview mirror thinking that someone was going to rear end me. For weeks and months after, I, I was afraid to, to start the car because I thought something was going to happen. Tis so sweet. As I trusted in Jesus, it produced an overcoming in me. So you've got to rely on God. The second one is stay focused. Somebody say stay focused. In verse 24, she saddled the donkey and said to her servant, lead on, don't slow down unless I tell you to. She stayed focused. She was choosing to be hopeful amidst the adversity. Hope is costly. Hope can be painful. But she chose to keep her hope. Those this morning that have lost your hope, keep your hope. God, I'm, I'm old and I, I know you gave me that promise back then. God, it looks like the young people are, are, are taking over. Keep the hope because God's still got a call on your life. The two generations are meant to come together to do greater things. Pastor John said last night, your old men, what was it, Pastor John? Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. But the two need to come together. Keep the hope. Stay focused. And the thing about this Shunammite woman that's important for us to know, it's important for us to know that purpose produces perspective. Purpose produces perspective. If you know what God has called you to, you will be relentless in that pursuit because I'm focused for the joy that was set before him. God knew his purpose. So it changed his perspective. He wasn't going out hanging with the boys. He wasn't going out trying to just dream Fantasy Island. Why? Because he knew I had to be about my father's business. There's a heavenly mandate that's on all of us. And it's so important that we clarify and spend time with God and get into that purpose. Because not only will that purpose affect your life, but look at this room. Because Pastor Billy Joe was focused on his purpose, all of us are affected as a result of that. Amen. Somebody give God a praise for pastors that obey. And the great thing about the Shunammite woman is that she went back to where the word came from. I want to encourage you to always find Christ in your crisis. 
find Christ in your crisis. When you're at your breaking point, when you don't know what else to do, God, I, I worship you. There was a storm on the, on the ocean. Man, you can come on out. A storm on the ocean. The disciples were in there and they began to get frantic because the water was getting in the boat. And I'm sure the, the waves were, were tossing them back and forth, talking about finding Christ in the crisis. Even in, in the night, Peter looked out, Jesus, the rain is in my eyes. Is, is, is that Jesus? Jesus, if, if that's you, tell me to come. Peter began walking on water. He found Christ in the crisis. But guess what? He, he took his eyes off of Christ and he began to look at the crisis that was going on around him. God, uh, uh, America's going down. I better get my beans and my rice. I, I, I got to put extra locks on my door. I, I, I don't know what, what's going to happen. Find Christ in the crisis. He began to sink the moment he took his eyes off of Jesus. Relentless pursuit. But the great thing about God is his grace and his mercy is always there, even when we fall short. Because the Bible doesn't say that Jesus went over and picked Peter up and carried him back to the boat. The Bible says, and they walked back. So he pulled him out of his situation. He gave him hope. Peter was distracted. He, he lost his focus because he was looking at the crisis. God, my bills. God, that, that, that medical report. God, I, I can't break this addiction. It keeps pulling me back. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Christ in you, the hope of glory. The world needs to see Christ in you on a daily basis. Through the storms, he's Lord of all. Find Christ in the crisis. The last one is don't quit. In verse 36 of 2 Kings 4, then the Elisha summoned his servant. Call the child's mother, he said. And when she came in, Elisha said, here, take your son. She fell at his feet and bowed before him, overwhelmed with gratitude. Then she took her son in her arms and carried him downstairs. Relentless pursuit. She got the miracle because she didn't quit. There was naysayers. Don't, don't go, honey. It's not the Sabbath or the new moon. We can't disrupt the man of God. Don't go. And I can only imagine back in that time, they didn't have these perfect harnesses to ride donkeys. They didn't have the, the red lights and the stop signs. So she was on this unpaved road and she was a wealthy woman according to the Bible, but she was willing to be relentless. God, I'm, I'm carrying something and, and it looked like it, it died, but I'm going back to the word. She pursued it even amidst those that said, don't go, don't go. That's why it's so important that we clearly hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because if we try to find the voice in someone else, we might miss it. Even if those people have good intentions, it doesn't make sense that you would leave a, 
a good corporate job to, to work at a church. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, but I'm relentless in the pursuit of hearing God's voice. And when you're in the center of the will of God, there's more fulfillment than any amount of money can give you. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. She had relentless faith, which was met by God's relentless love, and she experienced relentless miracles. If you would stand up all over the room this morning. I sense there are three groups that are here this morning. One, you feel like you've lost your hope. Whether you're a student, an athlete, an artist, a musician, a grandparent, whatever it is, you've lost hope. The second group I feel that's here is you've gotten off track with your priorities. You've not put Jesus first. You're, you're, you might even be a Christian and you mean well. God, man, I, I overslept. I'm so sorry. I, I'll come back to you later. Your priorities have just gotten off track. There's not a sensitivity to the presence of God. Or the third group, you just need a touch. You just need a touch from God. As I was reading this verse and even thinking about what Mary and Joseph did and traveling on an unpaved road that Jesus would go down and, and die, but he would come back to life for us. Shunammite woman, she was barren, but then she got the promise. She traveled on a donkey. Her son died and he came back to life. Jesus died to set you free. Jesus died to give you hope. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a what? A hope and a future. So we're going to sing a worship song. Let's just sing Tis So Sweet again. And, and if you're here and you've lost your hope, or you've gotten off track in your priorities, or even if you need a touch from God, as we worship, it's going to require you to take a step. A step is uncomfortable. What if the those men that walked around the wall in the Bible, what if they stopped at six? What if they would have quit? What if Jesus would have said, man, I, I'm okay on day two not to, I won't rise up. What if Jesus would have quit? So in your relentless pursuit of God, it's going to require you taking a step. A step out of your comfort, a step out of what's convenient to step into the covenant promises of God on your life. So as we worship, the altar is going to be open. And I want to encourage you to take a step this morning. Let's worship the Lord. so sweet to trust in Jesus Just to take Him at His word Just to rest upon His just to know the faith of the Lord is so sweet, tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take Him at His word, just to i
thank you for your presence, Holy Spirit. For you alone are holy, you alone are worthy. Father, we thank you that there is none like you. God, we thank you that we are the clay and you are the potter. God, mold us and shape us into your perfect will. God, we thank you that the peace of God follows us and is in us everywhere that we go. No matter what we face, no matter what we walk through, no matter the report, we thank you that the peace of God overwhelms us. That we find Christ in the crisis. Have your way in our lives. God, we lay down, help us to lay down our agenda, our motives, on a day-by-day -day basis for your kingdom, for your will, for your purpose, and especially for your promise. If we would, everyone all across this room, just lift your hands and repeat this prayer. Heavenly Father, I need you in my life. Holy Spirit, have your way. Be my guide. Be my Lord. I'm all yours. Thank you, Jesus, that you didn't quit on me. And I ask for the strength that I can continue walking with you in your relentless love, in your relentless peace, and in your relentless promise. In Jesus' name. And everyone said...